everybody just come up a little closer would be awesome. Just kind of fill the first three rows would be great, except for Charlena. I know that Charlena needs to stay back um, to watch the door because we do have people that walk in at different times. I just praise God because I started off, I wanted to play that song this morning because our God is mighty. Everything that he has to do is mighty in what he wants to accomplish in our lives. We have to get our mindset changed. Train to Reign is a program to help take the principles and actually apply them hey Brenda, in practice so that they can actually manifest themselves in your business. If we, and I love this because we're recording this, and just so you know the title, the title is From Principles to Practice. From principles to practice. It is so important that we can understand the ways and we can meditate on that word. But if we're not practicing it and we're not flowing with what God wants, sometimes we miss some things. We go, we kind of feel like we're being tossed to and fro. And we're also feeling like, hey, is God really hearing me? Hey, is he really there? Is he really going to prosper what he said that he would do? Well, this lesson being going from principles to practice. I just thank the Lord and we invite in the Holy Spirit and we just thank Jesus who is the sanctifier of all our souls so that we can receive this word in the holiness and in the purity of his power so that he can do what he set out to do and so we're able to take it and apply it back into our lives. I just thank the Lord for his word. When we start off talking about the word principle, principle has three areas of meaning in it, all right? Principle, you can think of principle as a rule, okay? Remember, when you go to school, I want everybody to think about when the first time they went to kindergarten. They had to go into school, and they got what? New rules. You had rules at home, but you had rules at school. All right, another word for principle is the word chief. All right, when we look at the word chief. Now, let me think about this. Let me go back to rule. A rule is a way, the way they do things in school the way we do things in the ministry, the way you do things in a business, the way they do things in a dental office, whatever it is, there is a rule. It is a way. It's actually a place. When you step into a new rule, you are stepping into a new place. So it's very important for you to understand that. And the place has its ways. All right. The second understanding of principle is chief. Chief is a word of leader, leadership, leader. All right? To be a leader is to be in a position, is to be placed in a position. So we can be in a place and have order, but there also has to be a leader, a position. And then another definition for principle is head, H-E-A-D, head. All right? Now, when there is a head of the household, there is the head of the office. That's usually your owner, your manager, your head actually is the one that holds authority. So a principal holds a place, a principal can establish a position, and a principal can put you in a posture of power, a posture of authority. Do you know the Lord's never going to advance us if our character isn't ready enough to handle the authority of a principal? You know, we're all called to steward. As we grow in Christ, we are to steward and we are to be empowered through stewardship of of, we can have all the possessions of the earth, but if we don't know how to steward them, we're not ready to manage them. All right? So God builds us in principles by first letting us get into the rule of it. 
Then he puts us into a position, a leadership, something that we get to be a chief of. And then we move up with what? Levels of authority, postures, positions. Isn't that exciting? So we've got to understand principles of the word. We've got to get into the principles of this word so we can grow in the leadership of the word and for the authority. Now, God has called us. We are going from principles to practice. Well, the only way to go to practice, he's putting us in the system of practice so that we can be perfected. We have to be perfected in doing the rule. Okay, we have to be perfected in being a leader, being a steward. We actually have to be perfected in actually empowering the authority that he has given us to execute his will and his way. So perfection means moving from gaining Christ's principles, his rule, okay, into Christ's completeness in us. The completeness is when we're what? We are training to reign. We are ruling and reigning in the authority of Christ. See, it takes time. We all want to receive Christ and become born again, go out to our workplace, and then we want to rule and reign like Christ did with his power. Okay, that takes time. We have to be surrendered to the submission of time as he's developing us. And he he develops us by, as we yield to his way, his place, He puts us in positions, and we're tested in those positions. Everybody in here wants to grow into their final perfected place in him. Everybody wants to be in that that completeness, that oneness, where you are walking with him, talking with him. You are performing miracles, the glory. I love it. It is with you. It manifests around you. And you're walking out the things because you are following him. And you're allowing yourself from not just gaining the principles, to actually becoming, ruling, reigning, and completeness of that authority. Isn't that awesome? We put so much pressure on ourselves, don't we? We hear about everything Christ does, and we think we got to go out there and be exactly, exactly what he is. But you know what? Christ didn't even get baptized until he was what age? 30. There was a lot of things he had to grow up into before his true ministry became what? public. See, God doesn't want to make any of us public till he is sure, he's sure, he's sure that he has got us matured in leadership and authority. He wants to make sure we can handle whatever. And I'm going to tell you something. When you grow like Peter, let's look at Peter. Peter didn't get to his final position of being the rock and the foundation in that place without already making all his mistakes. Peter is blessed. Because we get to read about Peter's mistakes all the time. And we're like, oh, Peter did that, right? But Peter was blessed because Peter knew how he had to grow up in a rule. He had to grow up in new ways with Christ. He had to be tested in his leadership position. He had to then, God exercised his authority. See, how would he handle it? Isn't this awesome? I I say that to put a lift off of us. That if we just become a society in the United States to honor authority, That's already given to us to grow us up. God already brings us into another authority to help get us into the next level. We can never just go from zero to 60. You know what I mean? In a split second, we can accelerate time by our obedience and our serving, which we're going to talk about that a little bit today, but we've got to respect authority. And that's the main word because to go from principle to practice, you've got to understand the meaning of authority. All right. So, We're moving from gaining Christ's rule 
to get to, to being developed into his completeness. This means we have to follow him. There are positions, leaders in him right now, in the marketplace, in your jobs. Do you know everybody born in the body of Christ? Just because they're not standing at a pulpit teaching the word of God, they still gain a place for him out in the marketplace, out in your jobs. I love the marketplace ministries that we know they're going on here. And they're called marketplace ministries, not because somebody started it with that preference. They actually opened up what their skill was, whether it's dental, whether it's counseling, whether it's an attorney, all the different places. You kind of get birth into that. But then God expects you, okay, how are you going to use my, how are you going to use me in that? So everybody's a marketplace minister. Every saint that accepts Christ in our heart is supposed to do that. And out in the marketplace, we are to move with authority and power that come from him. So like I said, whether we are all called, whether you're finance, technology, medicine, industry, education, military, law, business, I don't care what it is, there is rules, there is leaders, and there is authority. Come on, there's some people who are call themselves a leader and have no what? Power. Authority has to be developed. Authority has to be crowned onto you. So everybody here who owns a business, you are an owner, and God led you into that ownership, you wear a crown of authority, okay, in the earth. But now if you have him with you, he's going to crown you in other authority that you're not even aware of that can be used in your marketplace ministry. So we have been given special gifts to lead us. A leader is one that moves and pushes something forward. A leader is not somebody who's in charge of you. Now, I just want a leader. You can have in jobs somebody who's a leader. And they're like, I'm going to use Brenda's uh, uh, Tom's dental office. He has a lady that's in charge of the front desk. Does she have authority at that front desk? Yes. She has the authority to move people, change people, decide when they come in, when they don't come in. You know what I'm saying? She can make choices without her boss's approval. All right. So there is actually, she actually leads that one spot. Okay. So she's able to move. She's able to push forward something with authority. I love Francis. Francis may not be the owner of that company next door, but Francis knows how to move things, not move things. She knows when to ask. She knows what her level to do in that job is. All right. So it's beautiful how God already sets us in the world. The leader is backed up by authority. How did in Tom's office, the lady who runs the fresh test, how did she gain her authority? Tom said, I don't know what her name is, but Tom said to this person, he said, you, I've hired you to do this job. Here is your responsibilities. Now I give you authority to do those. So if somebody comes to Tom and say, I want to schedule a dental appointment, Tom says, I don't schedule the dental appointments. They go through her. Do you get what I'm saying? He actually acknowledges the authority. Now, Will she do everything right? No. She's going to mess up. You know what I mean? But the authority has been given to her. So I want you to think about this. When we are developing our business, you know what the biggest flaw in business that, that's out there right now? People can build a business and they build this business and they never know how to pass it on to a legacy. They never know how to develop somebody in their same authority. That's called discipling. We miss out on discipling in the marketplace. 
We have to disciple in the marketplace. If you don't disciple in the marketplace, guess what happens? The business dies. My father was a funeral director. He owned the largest funeral industry in Philadelphia. If you ever look up the name Fleur, Mundy, he owned all of those. Well, when he retired, he had six children and not one of us wanted to what? Take it over. Not one of us. I mean, I was definitely not meant for it. I go in, feel spirits fall to the ground. Cry. Dad, that person's not dead. Right? No, I'm serious. I saw things in the funeral home. Right? So I was definitely not the one meant to do that. But my, but the one thing is he was able to buy, sell it out. And he sold it out to a large corporation. But he didn't really continue a legacy because some of them still carry the name. But some of them have changed the name. She, when God wants us to build something, he wants to build something to pass on. When the father sent Jesus into the earth with what? Rule, leadership, authority of heaven. Well, then he sent him in the earth to help show us and disciple us so we could do the same thing because he is building a legacy. And the legacy is that that power of authority in Christ never dies. If we're willing to be, if we're willing to be what? Grown up and discipled in it. All right. So think about this. When we have a business and we've created it and we have the authority, how many businesses fail because whoever you choose to partner transition to doesn't have what you have, right? Oh, I am telling you, you've seen more businesses be disappointed, let down, you know what I mean? Die because nobody knows how to transition authority. They don't know how to transition it. And that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're talking about today. A leader is backed up by an authority. Everybody has, I'm going to everybody in this room has authority right now. You all have a measure. Even if you're not the owner of a company, whatever job position you have, you have a measure of authority. So keep that in mind. Everybody is born with a measure of faith. Everybody is born with a gift. And so God reminds us that a leader, that um, authority is having power. To do what? Give instruction. Authority is having power to do what? Set order. Authority has the power to do what? Enforce. Enforce. And authority has the power to build up. To build up. How much of us are building up Christ within ourselves so when we go out to our marketplace ministry that he's building up that business for him? He is building up that business for him. So... Who is your authority? Well, everybody in here, even if you're the owner of a company, you are still not your own authority. We were bought with a price in Christ. When we can recognize that our business is not our own, that's the first battle we have to hit. You can have authority and ownership, but if you don't even know whose business it really is, that business will always go up and then it will go down. You might get it to rise up, but it's always going to do whatever goes up and it's not of him. It's going to do what? die. It is eventually going to come down and die. Now, God is such a good God that when he's developing something in him, he rises something up. And what does he do? He prunes it. But then he brings it for the next higher level. How many businesses go up to go down like the stock market and then take a shoot, another shoot up? That's the sign God's in it. It's okay that something comes down, but it doesn't go all the way down to dead. It doesn't keep going down and keep declining and keep declining. And you're working it for years and you're working it for years. And you're like, why can't I get this to rise back up? You see what I'm saying? God has to build something through authority. And we have to recognize the first authority is Christ. We have to recognize that Christ is so awesome 
that he gave us the authority in him through the Holy Spirit. He actually says, I'm going to give you a special teacher. I'm going to give you a helper. And in Christ, I'm like, I'm going to give you authority. But now you have to do what? Grow up in it. Grow up in it. And he says, if you're in my authority of me, then I have covenant promises for you in your business, not just in yourself and your home and your family. He actually wants your business to prosper. None of us in here should not be prospering. So now let's look at this Romans 13, one through five, and then just do it. The spirit filled, the, um, or the, I think it's the, um, King James. Um, this is really interesting. Romans 13, five reminds us the importance of authority. I'm going to tell you, we live in a world where we think we don't have to respect authority. And the moment we get out of that connection, you can, you are not connected to the covenant promise of God. I don't care who your boss is, if they're saved, they're lost or whatever. I don't even care what country we live in and who's going to be the next president. I could care less because God's already going to pick that person and he or she is going to have whatever God is going to set in the earth for us. Okay. It says, let every soul be subject to governing authorities. Now, come on, when you go to school, right, we come in like children, you have your teacher, and then you have your what? Principal. And then after the principal comes the superintendent of schools, okay? Every person has an authority that they have to go into. Now, if you are the superintendent, the owner of your life, of your business, then the, who's, the, who's the person, the CEO, who you, you have to go to? You have to go through the, to the Father through Jesus, yielding, using the Holy Spirit. He's already given you the true answers of all your business. But if you can't follow authority of the world, he can't advance you. I want everybody to really think about where in my life am I lacking the yielding and submission of authority? Because it says, let every soul, that is our mind, be subject to governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. Oh, the day I was born, God gave me a measure of authority that he was going to raise me up and build me up. If I seeked him and placed him first, he says, I have all this for Lee to do in the earth with my authority. Okay. And it doesn't mean I just wake up and wield authority around the earth. He says, no, I got a work for her to do. I got a job for her to be at. I got people for her to speak to, but he's going to put me in a work. So what did he put me in? First as a teacher, a teacher was my first level. When I graduated to be a school teacher for 11 years, fifth graders, I learned a lot about being in charge of 25 children, <laughs> which totally trained me for the real business world, which was selling real estate. He moved me in selling real estate. I didn't even like realtors. I didn't even like my first realtor. You know what I mean? I paid more for a house because I was ignorant, you know, but she's an awesome person. I, I mean, I don't dislike her or anything, but I just meant like, I don't really like realtors a lot because it seems so you never know the truth. So I made a commitment. I said, when I was going to be a realtor, I felt it in my spirit. I am going to be a realtor that educates people. And I'm only going to take what I know I deserve. All right. A little bit of that was pride. <laughs> like, I was going to be super realtor, right? All right. Well, anyway, but it wasn't me that excelled my career in real estate. I didn't become the number one real estate agent at Remax Accent for three years during the bad market, making so much money. It wasn't me. It was God preparing me. But at that time, what was I thinking in my soul? It's all me. You know, I must be, wow. You know, come on. We have these thoughts about ourselves. We start working our gifts 
And I, I really wasn't very respectful completely to my authorities in real estate because I was the number one agent in the building. You know what I mean? Like it was, and I didn't even plan it. I remember I was by my phone and I, it came out. I will be the number one real estate agent. And I wasn't even trying. I remember saying it and then it manifested. You know, it's amazing. But God was doing it to put me in a place for a big fall. Isn't that awesome? See, God is going to mature us. How many people have had falls, but you haven't died yet? Okay? And it can seem so tight. It's because somewhere in there, he's trying to get you to yield back to authority. When we fall, it's because we let go somewhere. Why do we let go? Our pride, our soul, something in us gets us to let go. Because when we're falling, hey, come on. You want something to cushion your fall, right? You don't want to fall to be hurt. But God wants you to fall so he can now raise you back up. See, we're in a country that doesn't deal with the fall. We're in a country that wants to cushion everybody, to make it awesome, and not get them to their next level of power and authority in Christ. If Christ is in you and you have committed to Christ, then he wants you to be subject, your soul, be subject to governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Pause. I love everybody's talking about the elections, right? Hey, whoever makes it in office, it really was God's what? appointment for the United States, whatever happens, it's going to be God's appointment. That means that person has something that God needs for our United States, whatever his cause or move is. There is never anybody putting law enforcement in judgment. Hey, all you could read through Kings. God appointed Kings to be. Some Kings were good. Some Kings were bad. Some Kings came in bad. Some Kings changed things too. Good. Some kings came in good, and then they yielded to what? Bad. Okay? Well, see, God wants us not to worry about good versus bad. He wants us to be the living tree wherever we're planted. And if we're planted in a place that we're like, this cannot be God, because <laughs> we have it, this cannot be God. The moment you say that, you better ask yourself, okay, who's the authorities? When people come in, I try to let everybody know who has what authority over in that office over there. Because if they know who has what authority, then they're going to yield to it. Karen is my field manager out on the jobs for the houses. And let me tell you, a tenant can come back and complain to me. And I'm like, Jennifer, I mean, not Jennifer, Karen. I sent Chris and Karen out. I was like, this is your authority. I tell them what their capability is. When they speak anything out of that line, you tell them to call me. That I am... Authority, believe it or not, authority is provision. The Lord said that to me this morning in worship. Authority is my provision in the earth. It protects us. Do you know provision? It's not something we get later. It's something we get before. When you look up and break up that word, provision is given before something changes. Man, how many to us, we get a position and we start manifesting and we didn't get our provision. How many of us have acted in something and we didn't even know the provision, the authority that was given to us before? Now, when we go into a structured business, you, if, you're, if you're a servant, if you're a, a teacher, then you know your principles, your authority, right? So, I mean, there's some setups that are obvious, but there are other setups that are spiritual. There are spiritual. You could have the janitor. One thing I learned when I became a teacher, when you go into your first school teaching, you love the janitor. 
You love the lady that cleans your room. You love the nurse. <laughs> love the front desk secretary. I got my first job teaching. I walk in to get my mailbox and keys, and there's the secretary. Serious. I was like, oh, she could be a tough one to break. <laughs> so because they actually, they're, they're like gatekeepers. They're guards. They've been already given authority. It doesn't make a difference if their authority isn't the principle. Do you get what I'm saying on this? Authority is a provision given to us by God. And it says it's appointed. We cannot look at who the person is, what they do, how they're dressed. We have to really look into the spiritual authority God appointed in that person, not what we think we like and dislike about the person. Actually, and this is what's so awesome. God could be bringing you somebody in business, a partner, somebody to work with, and it's not about what you think about them. You've got to look for the spiritual authority God has given them to be with you in whatever journey you're to walk. You've got to know they might not be matured for it, but they could be the assigned one. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Oh, you know what? I'm telling you. Uh, teaching, being a school teacher was really awesome. When you saw the teachers who treated the janitor, who had their keys to the building, <laughs> bad, that wasn't a good thing. It wasn't, it was not a good thing. You did not mess with the front desk secretary because they could make things very what? Difficult. I mean, they can, they can make something where there's no favor and you actually experience judgment on yourself. See, we have to think, if we pray to the Lord and said, what is the authority in where I'm at spiritually and physically in the earth? And you respect them no matter what, favor is going to fall on you. How many people believe that? Favor falls on you. It doesn't make a person, it does not make a difference if the person is crooked um, uh, coward. It doesn't make it doesn't make a difference if they're um, shrewd, conniving. I don't. You need to look beyond that level because God's going to bless your business if you do. All right. So it ends with: for rulers are not a terror to good works. They're not a terror to your good works. If you do the good works in Christ in your job, or if you lead with the good works, they can never ever be canceled out ever don't ever think that you did something wrong to a ruler that wasn't what maybe you put in your perspective of good and bad but there is no good work that can be canceled out in your growth and development no good if your heart is right and your motive is processed right there is no good work that can be canceled out do you want to be unafraid of authority how many people, oh, come on, how many people, I, I just know when I got five tickets and, you know, I went to, you know, I mean, it was crazy. This one's being processed spiritually. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I mean, I, I was telling this to the office. I went up to the judge and my whole body was shaking. Why was my body shaking? I had fear. They had power sitting up there, the judge in the black robe, you know. When we get caught on the spot, do you know what I'm saying? You can start shaking because you actually fear authority. Now, see, God doesn't want us to fear authority at all. If we still have fear from authority, God needs that to be removed. He wants you to respect authority and keep doing good. 
There's power in that in your job, in your relationships, in your family. If we know the authority in our families, the man is the head, the wife is the helper. They're still a team. And there's respect there. That doesn't mean people can exercise bad authority. But if each person is submitted to Christ, then the power and favor on that marriage is incredible. It's incredible if both people are seeking God. He does amazing things with that. He reminds us of that. He does not want us to be afraid of authority. He just wants us to do what is good. And you will have what? Praise from the same. Even somebody who's so mean to you and you keep doing good for their business, what happens? They've got to sing your praises somewhere down the line. I don't care. I have met the most complicated people. But if I kept doing good, they still found some light in me. <laughs> they, they, they found some favor in me. They can be mad. And, you know, how many people have had that experience? Where even though it could be so frustrating, if you just keep your mouth, mm, and you respect their authority, God's going to process something in you, and you will, you will return favor. That's how he works out in the marketplace. He wants us to remind that. For he is a good minister to you for good. Thank God we have Christ on our side. Thank God Christ is in our heart to run these businesses and be out in the marketplace because he says, I'm going to keep doing good to you. I'm going to keep blessing you. You know, when Rachel started the workforce, she said she didn't want to go to college. She wanted to come work for me. Well, I didn't want her to come work for me. I needed something of real work to train her. Do you know what I mean? It can't be her mommy. Does that make sense? So she gets a job at Christ's, and she's the front desk person on the weekends at Christ's, and it's a, gr a great paying job, everything. Man, she'd come home crying. They yelled at me, blah, blah, blah. I was like, great. <laughs> I was excited about that. Why? She was learning how to respect what? Authority. And let me tell you something. She has now been there over four years, and let me tell you the favor she has there. She has gotten favor from developing that. Now, she still works for me. You know, and she thinks she has no favor. <laughs> but she, it is kind of funny how she thinks she does no favor. But God blesses her because he shows her that the more we yield to authority and we respect authority, he's going to bless us. He's going to bless you unexpectedly. So, for he is a good minister to you for good. But if you do evil, what? Be afraid. Be afraid. If you decide to return evil to evil to your boss, if you decide to talk back, if you decide to do whatever that goes against whatever their level is, be what? Afraid. You know what I mean? Be afraid. I think that's good. For he does not bear the sword in vain. God doesn't make, he does not want to do anything in vain. He doesn't, he doesn't do things to us or bring upon fear, or bring upon judgment, just to make himself happy that he's disciplined us. That is not how God moves. God moves where he's trying to mature us in another level of what? Authority. Another level of leadership. So, it says, for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be what? Subject, not only because of wrath, but also for your conscience sake. So, I just praise God because... He wants us to recognize if we'll get this order right, I ask everybody to leave today and really order out the authorities that are in the different places. You have a workplace, that's a place. You have a home, that's a what? Place. Okay, you have your car. Your car is a place. I want you to think about, you know, a car has authority. It weighs like some serious tonnage, right? 
Okay. So that means once you put your hand on the wheel and you take the driver's position, you could injure or kill another life. You have to respect the authority that's been in place for transportation. Do you get what I'm saying? When we go out there and we road rage, we honk our horn, we scream and yell, you're out of order. You actually stepped out of being subject to authority because you've decided how everybody else is doing it wrong when sometimes he's just asking you to take your time. Do you know what I mean? When we get a level of peace, it's amazing what favor you can have. You know, nobody gets into Fort Stewart without a what? Paper tags, all this stuff. Well, I had to help somebody deliver a baby and Lord bless me with my, um, the Mercedes I have now. I mean, a businessman gave me that car for free. So I have no tags on it. I don't even have my insurance cards on it. Well, the girl I'm helping to deliver a baby, right? She called me and said, I'm in labor right now at Wynn Hospital. <laughs> Wynn, Michaela, how do I get in the gate? I kept thinking, well, you know what? I'm just going towards the hospital, right? No kidding. I go to that gate, the big gate, the main one. I am driving. I slow down. I smile <laughs> at the guard gate. And he went like this. That is glory. I was like, this is a glory car. <laughs> well, that car had authority. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it was given to me by God, right? And when I drove through the gate, I mean, it was amazing. Because even Michaela warned me, Lee, when I go in there, you're going to need this, 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 this. I got the car that day, had to go that night. Isn't that incredible? So remember, there is favor on our life in whatever we do. Now with that car, I have to take care of that car. I have to respect that car. I have to keep that car clean. Do you get what I'm saying? I have to respect the power that's in that car to get me from one place to another. That's how we have to be at Christ in us. There is a regenerated spirit, the Holy Spirit, that drives us with all the perfect truth and answers if we'll yield to the proper authority. How do you know what your authority is? Look on this chart. We live here on heaven, and this is us. And I kind of put like a look on his face. Because when we're on earth and we're not seeking God, and we don't recognize the authority that's in order, then we just, we don't know where to go. Our hands are like, okay, what's my life all about? What's my purpose? Do I have power? Does anybody love me? Where am I really at? Do I really like my job? Oh, I can't stand my husband. Do you see what I'm saying? You're standing on earth thinking, why did I get married? Why did I do this? That person is why, why, why? And when we get into too many whys about life, you have no what? You have no authority. Because you don't know whose you are, you don't know who you are, and you don't know you were bought with a price. Okay, so now Christ comes in you, you're born again. All right? And when you're born again, you start growing in your stature. Okay? But I put sunglasses on this. This is a born-again Christian who still doesn't, hasn't been processed in authority. There, and the Bible says there's a first heaven, we live on earth. The second heaven is Satan's heaven where he tries to control the earth. But when Jesus came and died, he was defeated. He still exists. The second heaven still exists. But we have authority to overcome that second heaven like that. Man, we waste time until we realize our authority. In the name of Jesus, boom. It's plead the blood, boom. I am telling you, it works just like that. But Satan can see if you really believe. We are like a clear person. Satan can see right through you. He knows your fear. He knows when you don't respect authority. He knows when you fear authority. 
All right? And that's a person, as they're learning to grow from salvation, working out their salvation, they still wear sunglasses. Okay? Sunglasses means you do have fear. You do have anger. You do have things you haven't worked out. And you don't want anybody else to what? See them. God, how many times have you been in a meeting and somebody actually put sunglasses on in in an office? And then they answer you. Have you ever had that? Come on. I mean, some people put sunglasses on just because they don't want you to see what they're dealing with. Okay. When we grow in Christ, sometimes we're still wearing the sunglasses. We know we have the authority in us, but we are not matured or processed to exercise that authority in our workplace because we're afraid. We're in rebellion. We have shame, unforgiveness, rejection because we're still growing up. But that means we get stuck now in the second heaven. We are open to Satan's attack. We don't, we're still learning that we have power just in the name. You can have that little, that small little man that's first injected in you to now be worked out from glory to glory has just as much strength as the last man on the chart. It's just, does the man know how to exercise and submit to the authority of it? See, we have to recognize that. We have to be changed to grow up in our leadership. Nobody is going to go, hey, I can't say that in the Bible. God exercised some kings at a very young age. How old? Wasn't Solomon like 18? Wasn't Solomon 18? There was another king that was like eight years old. We never, Josiah, yeah. It doesn't, there's sometimes we can be very young in our age and be given lots of authority, but we still have to grow up in that. Think about it. When, some, when a child is young and you die, And then there's a will, there's always going to be a trustee over a child because they know that that child won't be able to handle the money, handle the possessions. It takes time for that growth. Jesus came and gave us an inheritance from the inside out. We have a covenant promise full of inheritance, but it can't be broken open until we are developed in the authority of Christ. See, everybody in here does signs. Everybody in here does miracles. Everybody's voice has been used prophetic. Everybody in here is a teacher. Everybody in here is a leader. Somebody to grow and mature in what you're called to do in the body of Christ. You're all a very important pillar. We couldn't have this room today if one of you were gone. We couldn't have power and we could all be called to do something. If one of you didn't show up today, then it it, it wasn't the fullness of what God had for the day. Do you realize your life is that important? You're not supposed to stay home and sleep. You've got to get up and go out. And when you get up and go out, you're called to be a pillar in whatever place you're called to for that day. That's authority. And we don't even know it. We get stuck in depression. We get stuck in the second heaven. We get stuck. My life is nothing. I'm complaining because this happened to me. This person in the second heaven has his mouth open all the time, complaining. Not knowing that inside him is the greatest treasure to unlock the covenant and promises of God. But they're speaking things that aren't God. Now, how do you know who that person is? That person is a fearful person because they're actually acting out of anger. They could be acting out of disappointment. They could be acting out of shame, selfishness. They could be acting out. When you catch yourself in that action, rejoice because God's trying to show you something. Everybody's going to make mistakes, but stop and captivate it. And, and captivate it to the obedience of Christ. Think of that verse that's more edifying because a good leader builds up. A person with authority builds up, doesn't tear down. So you have to think, 
all right, if I just gossiped at the water fountain, if I just got angry at this person, I need to what? Stop. Ask God for forgiveness and say, okay, guard my mouth. Guard my mouth. If I want to be in the authority of Christ and do what you've asked me to do, guard my mouth. Because the moment you put it out there, the moment a person in the second heaven, now this is a person that has Christ in them, but doesn't know how to break through to the third heaven. We break through by raising our hands. You see how the end guy? You actually can break the heavens by lifting your hands up to the fullest, reaching to God. And then shouting out his name, calling out the verse that you need help with. When we shout and lift our hands, now come on, we opened up with he is a mighty God and some of you weren't here. How many of you did not feel good after singing he is a mighty God, right? He is a mighty God. The verses were awesome, you know, and I'm going to put them up at the end. We're going to listen to that song before we leave again. And I want you to look at the words because when we shout for joy, a person who, who knows they're truly forgiven makes a mistake and asks for forgiveness. That's how you know it. Then you know you've yielded to what? Authority. Asking Christ back to confess. He says, if you will confess what you've done, he will be surely to do what? Forgive you. Because we have to recognize we're growing. But we can't stay with the sunglasses on. We can't say, well, I really still want to stay in my place of complaining in that, you know, in the business market, when you sit and gossip about another person and you're not advancing them or building them up, then you've worked the, the wrong what? Angle. And you get stuck there because it says, if you don't submit to authority, what comes on you? Judgment. Everything you speak out is going to come back to you. How many people have spoken out fear and then fear comes on you? Okay, you wielded it because you didn't respect authority in Christ. Isn't that incredible? How many we've messed up? You know what I mean? How we, we could be negotiating a deal, okay, real estate wise, and we could be thinking of the motive, a selfish motive, like I want that commission. And you start making everything work, and everything you work comes back at you what? Wrong. You know what I mean? You think you're planning it out before the next move of the chess game, and then it comes back to you what? Wrong. And how many of us made those mistakes? You know what I mean? In the business market, when we're used as examples of Christ, people want to see Christ in you. They don't want to see you doing things like the world does it. In fact, to grow up, we have to be unspotted by the world. And to be unspotted by the world is not to act like the world. Okay? And that doesn't mean complaining. That doesn't mean if you have authority, hey, I always say this. If you have a problem in your workplace, if you have a boss, you don't go to a coworker. You go to who? You go to the boss. You will save yourself a lot of heartache. In marriages, if you go to another person before you don't go to your spouse, you are out of order. You have disrespected authority. All right? So God sets up things and places and people for us to know that, that, that order of authority. Isn't this awesome? I want everybody to reevaluate. Every place has rule, and it has leadership, and it has authority. Think about today. When you leave, what time is it right now? Okay, when you leave today, I want you to think about when I get in my car, do I respect the authority of this car? I really want you to think about that. Then when you go into the mall, think about the, the, the expansion of the mall. And think about when you're parking and following the orders. I mean, 
I was a bad girl. Like, I'm a person that likes to make my own parking space. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm guilty on that. Do you know what I mean? And I've done that once, and I remember one time somebody looked at me like, who does she think she is? I was like, I think I'm somebody. <laughs> That's, this is the old Lee, I am telling you. I mean, I am giggling because I'd rather tell you my truth and tell you my failures because that's what's real. Do you know what I mean? I haven't been prepped up, padded, powdered, and this fresh little awesome thing, right? I have made so many mistakes, but the revelation of those mistakes came to me when God revealed to me the word of God. When he revealed to me this about authority, years ago, I changed my whole perspective on authority. Everywhere I go, I say, what's the authority of my home? What's the authority do I have with Rachel? my daughter. What authority do I have with the workers over here? What is that? And that's the only thing. They've watched it. I will not get out of the line. It's one of the first things I teach people over there. Let's learn what authority means and let's thought not to control the person, but to do what? Build up. Because we're building up leaders next door. You can build up leaders big time if you know how to teach them to respect authority and then watch their agreement. If they can watch their agreement and when they don't know, I tell realtors all the time, you don't have to answer certain questions. If you're a selling agent, then a selling agent has to take care of the, the seller. If you're a buyer's agent, you have to take care of the buyer. Don't cross over because sometimes you're a selling agent. Sometimes you're a buyer's agent. Do not cross over. Stay in your column. Respect the authority of that position. Do you see what I'm saying? A title has a position. A function has a position. We've got to respect that. I, that's what I love I learned about Jean. Jean has truly taught me this in a beautiful way. Jean does not move out of his position over there. When we come over to the ministry, Jean functions in the apostolic realm. God has matured him. He didn't start off there. God has matured him to be in the fatherhood, a fatherhood function. He never crosses that line. It is amazing. He does it so beautifully, and he does it with such love that we all throw, submit ourselves. Come on. How many of us not cried at a baby at that conference room because we're being matured in what we're called to do? When we surrender ourselves to be changed, so that, remember, go back to Romans 13, 1. It says our soul, our soul, that first verse, let every soul be subject to governing authorities. Man, and how many times we just we can pick an authority, we don't like it, and we pick another one? <laughs> I, I don't like that job because the boss does not treat me well. I don't like that boss. I don't like this. I don't like this. Do you ever get exhausted when you hear a person that hates their job so much? And then now I've changed my perspective. I get excited. Good. You don't like your job. That means God's about to change something in that job. But he's going to change something in you. Do you know what I mean? We can't, that's why I said, if we, there's a verse in the word, I don't know where it is, but it says, if Jesus walked into the room today, we might not even pick him because he would not look of anything with authority. You would never know he had the authority of Christ because he wasn't trying to wield his position to, to control people. You could walk in and feel his authority. How many of you, walk, hey, does everybody in here have kids? Is everybody having here, kids? Come on, Stephen, right? When you walk in your room, your girl, she straightens up, right? <laughs> hey, when you walk into a room, come on. You have a little boy, right? How old is he now? Five. When you walk in, does he straighten up a little bit? Okay, because he doesn't even have to say anything. 
because fatherhood holds authority. Now, I want everybody in here has authority. I want you to start seeking spiritually. I want you to break from everything of putting this, not trying to see, to really pressing up. Go Before you go to work, take one hour and worship God. Press through. Then go into your work and see what you see. You will see things so different. You will even find yourself submitting to people that you didn't think you had to submit to because that's the pride in our human nature. We human nature are nature into pride. Do you know what I mean? So we got to break it every day. One layer. God has great things. You know what? I saw that Gene was mentoring somebody at one time, and this person could have really taken over this company. And this before I came. And that person could have really probably taken over this company. And if this person really yielded and respected authority, that person could be running this company today before I ever came. But the person did not do what? Did not respect authority. It wasn't even about respecting Gene. They didn't respect any level of authority and did everything to break the rules. And so judgment constantly came on that person. And we have to be careful because if we go against understanding governmental authority in every place of our life, we are going to experience the judgment on it. And it also causes us to partner and do wrong things, go into the wrong way, get us tempted to get us off track. That's why the one verse in Matthew says, be pray, watch and pray lest you fall into temptation. Your spirit is always willing. Our spirit, our spirit is so good. Our spirit is so pure. You can see it when it beams out of a person. I can see when it beams out of Mamie. Mamie comes running. Her spirit is so pure, right? And you can see it, but then she's so cute. Like, you know, we've all seen this when our flesh isn't willing, you know what I mean? We got it, but then we have to still deal with our flesh. And I, I know when I have to deal with my flesh, you look at Jean, I've sat at the table, my spirit's willing. And then my flesh, and I go, okay. And then I'm like, okay. And then I walk away, and I realize there's something wrong with me. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't really want to do this. <laughs> Gene and I got in a fight one time. I call it a little fight. Because he said, hey, I need you to learn to open up this ARA contract thing, blah, 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 blah. I was like, I can't do it. That's the first thing I said. I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. Who was speaking? My flesh. Okay? So then I realized, ooh, that wasn't good. So the next time Gene asked me to figure something out, I was like, yes, I'll do it. And then I get to it. Oh, I can't do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had to learn so much about construction over there. You know what I mean? Even though I even built my own house, I still had to learn about the order of authority in the county and things of building, you know? But then, because I'd be like, let's just, oh, there was about a tree we had to take down. And I was like, just take it down. I just said that. I was like, I failed that test. Because I didn't ask who has the authority over the tree. You know what I mean? Who has the authority over the tree? Okay, well, Mr. another Mr. Hall owns this whole complex. He has authority over that tree. And Gene's like, I've on the, and this is my first year. He said, we're going to call and we're going to find out what they say about the tree. You know, and of course he said, go ahead and take it down. But you know that, that thing, um, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness, dangerous. Dangerous. It's dangerous when we yield it and know we're yielding it. That's when it's dangerous because the judgment will fall back. It's guaranteed it's in the word. See, if it's in the word, it's happening. You've already experienced that word. You've already experienced when you've been on the wrong cycle and you've experienced when you've been on the right cycle. So we should rejoice that he gives us his word because if we can get into that third heaven place and our eyes are then wide open, 
It sees everything. We actually will submit to somebody. We don't think we have to in our, you know what I mean? Like our flesh, but because our spirit sees it. Oh, no, yield to that. Yield to that person. Yield to that order of authority. And we have worked it so much in here because our flesh isn't willing. I want to go over two verses. I didn't get this whole lesson done. I mean, I really didn't get this whole lesson done, but we're running out of time. I want to, I want to do bring up one thing just to remind you. Put up 1 Corinthians 12, 6, and 7. Everybody in, you, in here has special gifts and you are important to the body of Christ. So that means wherever place you go, your car, your home, your work, you are important to Jesus. Jesus has a place for your soul to submit and grow in him because he's going to take you to amazing places. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all of them. I want you to remember that the same God is with the janitor. The same God is with the parking attendant. The same God is with everybody in every arena. Not one of us is better than anybody else. And I, you know, and that is something when I came to that realization, I thought we were all born. This is a, this is a snobby kind of thing. We're all born in an economic level. You know what I mean? So that made me, when I was younger, I used to think, well, that means that person's more important. The world already teaches us to think that. The world teaches us to think if you have a college education, you're more knowledgeable. And we have learned in Christ that doesn't mean that. It just means God needed you to have that piece of paper to go do something. Man, if we can level off things of importance and put it down into the lineup and know that this earth could not run without our bus drivers, that the world could not run without the diversity of activities that we're each called to do. But it is the same God who works in all of them. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one to profit all. Thank God we have Mamie doing the sound, the, 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 the disc recorders. Thank God we have Charlena who does all the typing. And the, we have her moving up. She's in another level of authority in this place. I can't even override her. We have to talk. The Lord said, said this year, she has to, she has to make the, she has to manifest and follow through with things. And how many times we knew it, right, Charlena? I'd be one of, oh. all right, Charlena, what do you think? What are you going to do? How are you going to do that? Because <laughs> it's got to come through Charlena. It can't come through Lee. You know what I mean? If we recognize that each person's level is needed to support the whole body or whatever business, how many people in here have their own business? Raise your hand. Okay. How many people have them? Keep your hand up. If you have employees, keep your hand up if you have employees. Okay, let me tell you something. Start honoring those employees. When they see that you give them honor when they don't deserve it, you're going to get a better servant to you. You are going to get one that's going to serve you and respect your place of authority. Because how many people have had a worker not respect them? Come, Everybody's had that. I mean... Come on, you know, I mean, it, it, you didn't have to be the owner of a company for that to happen. You could be in some type of place of position. Somebody did not respect you when you asked them to do something. And they're like, well, I don't have to do it because you asked me. Come on, that happens in a house of kids. I'm one of six. If I asked my sister, no kidding. There were three of us, three girls. We had to share one little bedroom, right? And we had to have this one closet. So it was Laurie, my sister. Lee was in the center. And Lisa, you know, my, my clothes got pushed around. Lisa's like, I want more room. Psh. You get it? My sister Laurie said, no, I want more room. Psh. Get it? My middle clothes, I have to come in. I'm breaking this up. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And push the two aside. Okay, that's how life is. See, life is like that. When we don't respect authority, if I went in there and pushed their clothes aside, then I wasn't respecting their clothes, was I? I was like, my clothes are more important. <laughs> I mean, that's how we do actions in the world. We actually, if we don't submit to authority, we're living like that, and we're living in our own blindness. We're living out of Satan's heaven. And we don't even have to be living in Satan's heaven at all. We can be the good he has required us. So keep in mind, we want to manifest the spirit that profits all. We want to manifest a spirit of life through us that profits all. Last verse, Ephesians 4, is that, and that was Ephesians 4.12. God has given special gifts of leadership to people, apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors. We all, we all function in that. There is, you don't have to be an ordained pastor to not find yourself in a business listening to someone's problems, helping to protect their need, nurturing them. We all have this. It says in Ephesians 4.12 that he has given certain positions, apostle, prophet. These are functioning gifts given to leaders for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The only reason Christ came to give us a power was to edify. You know you're a good, you're, you know you're a good leader and you carry a strong power because it's set apart, it's pure, and it edifies. Man, when you see a dictator, that's not edification. That's control. It edifies people. And that means that's drawing them to their position in Christ. That's true authority. It's not that you can wield control. It's that how well do you edify and build up a legacy. And Christ already built up his legacy. He hasn't even gotten the fullest return yet of all of us. He's waiting for that full ingathering of the people who decided to yield to his authority. And when they yielded to his authority, he did. And he brought the provision to us. Provision is authority. The best provision we get is somebody in authority in the world over us. The best provision we got was Christ when he gave us the Holy Spirit so we could connect with the Father. Isn't that awesome? It's the best provision. We can have wealth in the world. But the first wealth that's got to get aligned is the spiritual wealth of respect, order, rule, recognizing the leader, knowing the authority, submitting to that governmental order. And then the power of God just, it just flows through that order. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I praise God because I loved it when Jesus, I've said this so many times, but it just, it overwhelms me when I figured this out. When Jesus broke the five loaves and the two fish, do you know he did not disperse them? He just broke them. He thanked the father for this little bit. And he had the authority to break them. Then he handed it to his who? His legacy. And the legacy passed it out to the 5,000, not Jesus. See, Jesus was the authority. He led in the right order. See, we live in a world where everybody wants to be the head and do everything too and get all the credit for the thousands. It doesn't work that way. Jesus never taught it to be that way. The world puts us in that. That's how you know you've hit worldly movements. So I'd like to honor God. We're going to stand up. We're going to listen to this song. I want you to look at the words, our mighty God, and then take a lunch. What time is it, Todd? 12.08. That's perfect. I want you to look at these words, and I want, I want everybody to lift their hands, because when you leave today, after we lift our hands and listen to these words, 
you're going to see something different. I want you to get in your car and you want you to invite in the Holy Spirit and say, show me a place that I have missed your order and rule of authority and let him know to just invite him in. Help me see. We all miss it. So, but listen to these words. Really look at the words. And if you want to come up, you can come on up closer. But the words are really important to the song because when you leave today, when you recognize his authority...